0: Dear Jazzy. The following program is intended for mature adults over the age of 18. If you are not a patron looking for information on sex, relationships, and gender, please visit scarletteens.org. Nothing said on this show is a replacement for official medical advice. Trust me. Last time I checked, no one here is a doctor. Welcome back to Dear Jassy, episode 70 the show where we answer all of life's kinky questions. I am your host, Jasmine Starshine. And I'm your co-host, Fanny. It has been so long since we got to do that intro together. I've missed you. I've missed you too. Aw, yay. <laughs> the co-host sisters <laughs> are finally reunited. After yes. so long. The last thing we did was together was in August.
1: Yeah. That's And then wild. you, uh had Sluggy, and then you had JazzCon.
0: And then I had Depression. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a mood. Yeah. But we're here, and that's what matters. Um, how mm-hmm. have you been? It has been literally so long. Been... What have you been up to?
1: Oh, <laughs> I've been up to everything. It's Halloween season, so everyone needs costumes all at the same time. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's been really fun to like puzzle out all these sewing projects but also trying to puzzle out my schedule. That one's not as fun. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, overall, good, though. Everything's great. Good. How about you?
0: I have, as I've been alluding to on Twitter and in Discord, I've had, like, kind of a lot going on emotionally with, mm-hmm. like, some some family stuff and some, like, losses and whatever. But we're not going to get into that because we're not going to bring the vibe down um, mm-hmm. right now i'm not doing my best and that is okay it is okay to not mm-hmm. be doing your best and that that yeah. is okay to give yourself that grace but we are here mm-hmm. now and we are here together and vibing and having a good time uh, uh yon number one officially oh <laughs> you number one officially we are recording this at yeah. 4 p.m no it's you number one skywalker um we're recording this at 4 p.m which is a new time slot because i felt that it would be i wouldn't be nearly as dead and it would still leave time in the evening for things so we're just gonna try this out yawn number two
1: (gasps) Uh i think we're getting um like a pavlov response here
0: i think Um, we are i mean
1: considering you're a puppy and everything it makes sense
0: it's Um, true
1: but anytime the show happens you just have to yawn that's just how it is
0: I think so. I really do think so. That and, like, this is also the time I usually take my nap, and I completely, like, neglected that fact. It's true. I do need my nap time. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that is one thing that was really nice that did happen. Um, Speaking of nap time, I was at Ruka's for a week, and that was really fun. Hmm.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'd really like to hear about that.
0: (sighs) Three. Three. I'm oh, so sorry. number three. <laughs> y'all number three. Yeah. It's uh it was really fun. Uh I went down on the train as I documented on my Twitter. The past month, my Twitter has just been like fucking exploding lately. And I don't know why the algorithm chose me, but it did. And I posted about how the train conductor saw me like bundled up because it was like cold that day and like we were it was a long thing so i was going to try to catch some z's on the train and saw me and literally did the thing bent down hands on knees and like kid voiced me and i posted about that experience on twitter and then twitter responded and it was was really precious but yeah Mm -hmm. uh, she and i had a great time together we got our nails done super cute. cute if you're not oh, tuning nice color. thank you if you're not tuning into the live show you're missing out on a lot but yeah we did um a mani petty spa day four four we're hitting it early today yeah mani petty spa day which was really fun and then she like got her hair done that day and then we just had like a lot of like girl time and it was great um yeah, and then someone asked, "Why do I have World of Warcraft books on my desk?" And that's because I've been working on developing a offline single player uh, Burning Crusade server, basically like an emulator that I can play on my computer without an internet connection or giving money to Blizzard. And I've been like to give it extra authenticity. I've been using paper guidebooks that I've had since I was a teenager and it's actually been really fun that is very cool yeah so i'm playing offline with bots so i don't have to deal with chuds and it's great not gonna lie Mm -hmm. yeah what was
1: it that i saw not too long ago where you had um was it a worgen
0: yeah i posted i posted about worgen i horny posted about worgen on my twitter
1: yeah, I yeah. saw that. Yeah. <laughs> <That's certainly
0: cute. laughs> uh, yeah. It's just like they are the best part of the Cataclysm expansion, which is saying a lot because Kata was uh an expansion. WoW players will know what I mean, but they were the <laughs> redeeming factor of that otherwise oof expansion pack. And they just got new yeah. models in Shadowlands. And it's just like, oh boy, modern WoW sucks. But new mommy models, so (laughs) so I've been trying to figure out a way to mod Worgen in, like, backport them into TBC, and I'm just like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to figure it out. I will figure it out, and I'm going to have like a Worgen decked out in like Atiesh and like full like next Ramus original gear. For those who play WoW and you're like equally nerding out about your special interests with me, welcome, welcome to the show. (laughs) but we're not a wow podcast we are a sex and fetish advice show so what do you say we get started i
1: mean is not obsession with world of warcraft not a fetish unto itself
0: oh it totally is (laughs) it totally is
1: i haven't known anyone who um like isn't obsessed with world of warcraft and also not like a super horny kingster like, they just, it's it's one and the same.
0: Oh, yeah. The people that I've known that are super into WoW, but not kinksters, have all been, like, creepy cis dudes that are, like, chuds. So I'm like, yeah. the cool people are all kinky.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, true. 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 I mean, who doesn't want to be raked over the balls by the Scarlet Crusade? They have a dungeon in one of their dungeons. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Anywho, sense. we have a Patreon and it's been popping off lately, so thank you so much, everyone. In the $1 vanilla tier, which gets you username shoutout, we have Alex Kitsune, Casa, Danielle, Deidre, uh gosh Cheeks, Melbent, Nabby Red Panda, Phil258, Punk Bab Retro, and Raystar. In the $5 tier, which gets you uh access to a VIP channel where I post nude pics of myself and the username shoutout. We have A.P. Michael, Aether, AO, Baby Alexi. Bailey, Bliss Rabbit, Chris, Damia Juicebox, Lil yin Lux, welcome to the Patreon, Maxi Ragtime, The Starling Family, Stitchlet, I wrote Ragtime twice, oops, and That Little Dude. And then Cute. in, yes, in the $10 fetishist tier, which gets you all of the below, including access to another VOB channel where I post video stuff, which... I did, I filmed a unboxing and like review and in first inflation of Amber back here. It's not me naked and I'm not doing anything sexual. It's basically like a love letter to the patrons who made her possible. So wholesome content coming to the porn Channel soon. Uh, we have, and oh, and that also gets you an extended shout out up to one sentence. That's important. We have Ishi Jack the writer, Puff who writes piss. That is all. Lexi, KatieBug, Luna, Maichu, Ruka, Scotia, and Super Panda Pants in the fifteen dollars center tier, which gets you all of the below, including some like, co-directorial rights on the on the content. We have Kaneko who writes, "Hi, I'm Ko. I write stuff and post it at toofplaypen.wordpress.com." And Skywalker Rancher writes, "Hey you, yeah you, sitting there in the diaper." Be nicer to yourself. You're loved, you're appreciated, and you matter. Also, if you have customer service experience and need work, hop in my DMs. And finally, in the $20 Deviant tier, which, which gets you off the blow, including your name written on me for all of the planned content, not the spur of the moment, but the planned content... We have a baby summer girl who writes, I've been craving five guys since before it was a restaurant. Briah, Jessica, daddy gray. Let's call me Joe who writes here's to the return of the most amazing ABDL podcast host, Jazzy and Pawnee, precious. It's lucky who writes any pump hearing. This is a very good pup. Thank you. And soup. My goodness. The Patreon is getting <laughs> a lot bigger. <laughs> so thank you everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some, like, general community housekeeping is I'm going to try to, like, hang out in voice a little bit more since I'm, like, kind of, like, arcing out of, like, my, like, my slump and everything. Maybe, like, open up some fun times on the private WoW server if we want to do a land party night or something. But the other big community announcement I have is that... Um, First of all, a big thank you to brya uh for paying uh and and buying my Warhammer Dark Elves. That was a huge re- huge 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 help. But also uh Briar sponsored yet another giveaway that we're going to be doing to the tune of $200 ABU gift cards. So, I'm thinking about making it like Halloween themed of just like Uh, show me your costume either wear it or draw it or something like that it's going to be on twitter i'm going to do details on that soon but that's exciting so everyone please at brya and say thank you because that is again unbelievably generous and really really cool and i don't know how to thank you because you've done so much for the our scene and our community and everything uh fine yeah
1: thank you brya
0: thank you yeah chat's going nuts uh do you have any community announcements i do not <laughs> i don't think i do also if you hear uh road noise that's because it is road noise i have my windows open to enjoy the nice crisp fall air mm-hmm. indeed so that being said are we ready to get into the questions i'm ready when you are wonderful so yeah also um if you do hear a
1: cat meowing in the background that is that is my baby boy smarty
0: gasp gasp
1: yeah yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> if it's road noise it's road noise if it's a cat it's a cat yeah okay
1: just so that you're not like ring is that a cat in my house or in the podcast no it's mine
0: is that my telegram or your telegram well oh. <laughs> <laughs> So this first question is from Jamie Bell, trying to be snuck into hooters by a femboy, pronounced she, her writes dear Ohio is for lovers crew. Awesome. Hawthorne Heights reference. Um, What are some of your favorite non-sexual ways to explore a kinky dynamic slash non-sexual scene literally or, or purely DS answers are welcome as are answers that uh, perhaps touch on ace folks in kink spaces. And uh, also, again, thank you for the Hawthorne Heights reference. We just saw them along with Senses Fail and Bayside, and they were in-fucking-credible. Hmm. So yeah, do you want to take this one first?
1: Sure, yeah, I've been doing some thinking about this, just because like whenever I go play with other people um, in like a, a kink context... It is very non-sexual, just because like I have my sexual partner, and then I've got my play partners, and I try to keep it like as separate as possible. Um, so whenever I play with people non-sexually, I set my boundaries of like there's not going to be any like genital contact. I'm not going to um, touch your genitals or anything like that. Um, there's not going to be an expectation of like getting off during the scene. You can do that afterwards if you'd like to. For me, it's just kind of like, this is a scene that I'm going to tuck into my, I'm going to think about that later, um, little file folder in my head to like fantasize about it, you know? Um, So it's a lot of just intimate touching and intimate play um, with the things that I'm saying, the things that I'm doing. I try to figure out um, some of the things that bring the other person pleasure that don't have to do with genital contact. Like, do you like your your hair played with? Do you like your back rubbed? Do you like it when I manipulate you this way? Um, all working within boundaries and, like, kind of setting up that... Um, um, yeah, setting up like a a toolbox of things that bring pleasure without being sexual.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So really big on that whole like platonic like oh. <laughs> Who's backing up? <laughs> backing up. Uh so really big on that like platonic uh component, which I am also really big on, like platonic, like like situations, as you know, like I'm a big fan of like Platonic, like snuggling with my friends and like do is I'm sorry, I ran out of words, but I'm totally like vibing with everything you're saying. And just being mm-hmm. able to be close with another human without there being sort of like pretense or expectation. And also being able to trust mm-hmm. that you're not inadvertently being like manipulated into secretly foreplaying this person. And that's, like, a really, really cool big thing. It also shows, like, a lot of, like, mutual trust between the parties involved. And I think that's, like, really precious and really pure.
1: Hmm. Yeah. um, And for a little extra here, extra phony content, I got to play with a friend of mine yesterday Um, And this is the first time that I've played with anyone in a long time. And I got to try, I got to practice being a babysitter, like the first time ever. So we were Ah. both going into it with like very low expectations. And it ended up being like a really nice time, just like bonding with this person and getting to know like what they like, what they don't like, what my boundaries are. Um, And what are some things that we want to build on for next time? Mm -hmm. Because I think it went pretty darn well. And I would absolutely love to like build on what we did and try new things next time.
0: That's great. Did you enjoy like being in that role and everything?
1: I did. Aww. It was really nice. There is there is a fantastic sense of intimacy that you get from being the trusted big in that uh, sort of dynamic.
0: Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. absolutely get that vibe when, um, when, ruka and i are like doing a thing and like i am the big sister or something or looking after her it is like such a wonderful feeling just like Mm -hmm. this small is now my responsibility and it's like it's really it's such a nice feeling it's really wonderful yeah yeah and
1: um just an extra little thing from this particular uh session that we had yesterday um i had him all set up in his bouncer which is super friggin cool he's got a bouncer in his house rad, um rad i'm jealous very jealous mm-hmm. and uh he was trying to like you know he was talking to me um as like a person to a person and then i just kind of was just like i'm gonna power move here and i'm gonna say no no, don't you worry about that you just focus on bouncing Ooh. and then i went around and like you know tidied up and Got ready for the next couple things that we were gonna do, mm-hmm. and the little squeak and blush that I got from him were just so precious.
0: <gasps> oh, oh my god, that's precious! So, yeah, I would
1: absolutely be a big
0: um for him again. It was really fun. no that is so wonderful. I'm glad you had that experience. Mm-hmm. So, for this question, I actually was going to go um into my experience at uh CAP 2019. Um, but I feel that your story invibes it almost even better. Um, that is, Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. No, totally. Uh, I think I told it on the show before, but that's a story where I went to Cap 19 with uh, uh Unka and Nif, and then Ruka. And then we had like a really nice like eight or nine days together where we like went to the zoo together. We went to... The aquarium together and we we were able to exercise that whole like authority like ds dynamic without it being anything outside the realm of platonic and not entering the realm of like sexual or even like kinky a whole lot because it was just so pure and just very much like a caretaking context of just like NIF enabling us to feel small. He took care of a lot of things and he got enjoyment from that as well. And it was just a really like beautiful platonic, like kind of like collaborative situation. So to answer this question, I think there are like so many ways that you can explore this that are completely outside the realms of sex at all, making it entirely Mm -hmm. inclusive for our friends in the ACE community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I got for that one.
1: hmm Yeah, no, it's absolutely possible to um play without it being sexual at all. Like all of my play with my play partners has been fairly asexual. hmm So yeah.
0: Yeah. And I'm a sexual person. <laughs> Hell as... yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this episode of Dear Jazz is brought to you by A B Universe, the world's leading provider of ABGL and Incon products. If you want to support the show while restocking your petting stash, check out at oddswithgod.com slash sponsors, or the sponsors channel in our Discord for 10% off your order of 50 or more. Anyways, ready to go
1: on to the next question? I am. Okie dokie. This one's a bit of a long one. So, starting off, uh, it reads, Dear Jazzy and Fawny, this is my first time experiencing con Drop, and with it has come some compounding experiences and big changes in my life. Parentheses, if you know, you know. Uh, This has driven my abandonment issues up the fucking wall to such a point that I start to think my friends don't want to be my friend anymore when they don't respond in T minus two seconds. Logically and realistically, I know this to not be remotely the case, but I still freak out in a shame-fueled spiral that takes up more of my spoons than when my partner gets that kind of pudding that I like. Any tips or tricks or cheat codes to deal with the abandonment issues and or con drop in a constructive way? Sincerely, Skywalker, but written out as Squawker, ranching his dips. Dipes?
0: Diaps? Diaps? Uh, yeah. <laughs> if I'm sorry, but if I got beans, you need to be ranched. I'm just saying that now. Um, I support this. I support. This I'll buy too. the ranch. Oh, capital N. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Skywalker <laughs> I... has said no in the chat. A <laughs> capital no. That's not a red. <laughs> you know what? Five hundred dollars to Ranch Skywalker. Done. Let's make it happen. That's okay. the next goal. Yeah. That's the next goal. Five hundred dollars to Ranch Skywalker. So, my actual answer to this question. Um, as someone who also has abandonment issues and that anxiety and also deals with con drop even to the point where of just like if i'm leaving a friend gathering i can like have as like a sort of drop um not only do i like hear you and want to recognize that but also you know you you said the um the solution which is logically and realistically, I know that this is not remotely the case. And I encourage you to really lean into that. If you need to just write it down, like physically write it down on like a post-it note and like carry it with you just for like the reassurance. And if you're feeling not reassured, write it down again and just like really like ingrain that. And that's something I learned in cognitive behavioral therapy Is to is that's what I did uh, when I was seeking treatment for my obsessive compulsive disorder. It's interrupt the cycle. Also, Lex says journaling is good, absolutely, but interrupting the cyclical thoughts is the most important part of it because it prevents you from spiraling down the toilet bowl. Um. So if you're able to get into that process as it's like occurring and unfolding, you're able to like unravel it before it spirals out of control and when it comes to Condrop specifically what i do to help Condrop is i take all that leftover good energy and i pour it into planning the next meetup or planning the next get together or back into my creative juices into that community so i can continue interacting with that scene even when i'm outside of the physical space and everything um I know that, um, this question was submitted a little bit after JazzCon. I, I, uh, I am sorry for the late answer, but I did want to still answer this for the next time and everything. Uh, Fonny, what do you have? I,
1: yeah, I am just going to add on to your answer, which I wholeheartedly agree with and kind of just reiterate the fact that like a lot of, um, Sort of coming back up from that con drop is gonna involve sort of faking it till you make it sort of mentality where it's like if i tell myself this will pass and i will be okay it makes it easier to deal with the moment at hand because now you're not saying oh my god this is the worst i feel terrible it's awful you're also having hope for the future um you're also like remembering but it'll be okay. It'll be good. This is just my mood going low, and I know why. So I can get through this, and tomorrow's gonna be a better day. Mm-hmm. 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 And yeah, that um that convention is likely not going to be your last convention, and you can look forward to the next one.
0: Indeed. The amount know, of people mm-hmm. referring to JazzCon as like a full-blown convention, because I called it a con like as a joke, mm-hmm. and everyone just grabbed onto it and it's just like okay i guess this is what it is (laughs) yeah 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 that's what i've got funny i think your answer was incredible
1: oh (laughs) i'm just talking about like personal experience with it like i go to anime conventions i go to other expos and things like that where it's very much hype very much everything's very exciting all at once and then i get home And I'm still living on that high for a little bit. And then all of a sudden it's a drop Mm -hmm. and I feel just terrible. I'm like, I'm worth nothing. Everything is awful. I'm not going to do anything. I have no energy, but then I kind of have to remember, but I was also just at a convention and it was very exciting. And now my mood is low because it was so high just a little bit ago. I'll get better. It's going to be okay.
0: I think an important thing to also recognize is like you can't always live in that high of the convention, or you'll burn yourself out. And but what also sucks is exiting that space. So either mm-hmm. way, it it does hurt. But choosing mm-hmm. to exit on your own terms always is less sucky, in my experience.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Are we ready yeah. for the next? It is homework. One?
1: It is, yeah. But it's worth it. Anyways, yes. Okay, so next one has a yellow background, meaning it's for you or for you to
0: read. Okay. Dear Jazzy and Vani, how do you feel about daddies who are actually father's IRL? How do I approach wanting to try out a DDLG dynamic to someone who actually is a parent of a little girl? I'm so afraid to seem like a perv to my new partner. Hugs as always, manic pixie panda. Pronouns she, her. Um... So in my dungeon, the one that uh, Gray and I are members of, most of the people there are in Gen X or above, and most of the people there do have kids. And Mm -hmm. having kids does not inhibit someone's ability to engage in kink and in their communities. It just changes the way they interact with it. And if someone is in the scene and has a kid, they probably already know what it is. And if someone is going to be like, hmm, about DDLG or CGL to you because, or just BDSM in general, but they're in the scene, but they're on that because they have a kid... They probably would have been, like, about it even if they didn't have a kid. Because, unfortunately, not all kinksters are, like, kind of on board our bandwagon as it is. And that's okay as long as they're not jerks to us. And at the same time, it's probably not, like, the kid's status that, like, changed their opinion. They probably already had that and maybe having a kid reinforced that. Or maybe it is a new feeling. But either way, if they're not into it, they're not, they're not into it. And there's, it, it's kind of like that weird cross-section of you shouldn't force someone to like something that they don't. And also, a person should be accommodating of your, like, of yourself and your being and your whole holistic human and everything. So it is definitely something that you should, like, suss out and like figure out and have a conversation about it and what i'm definitely going to respond to is like i'm going to once again lean back on the one answer the show ever gives is just communicate uh funny your yep. turn
1: <laughs> yeah communicate 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 all with capital letters um communicate and it's yeah um if this person is unwilling to like talk to you about that sort of thing like if they're just like oh that's oh, I'm not comfortable with that at all, then, you like, you know where they kind of come into it, you know, how they already kind of feel about it, and you can kind of suss out, like, is this going to work? Um, am I going to need to discuss maybe um, having a play partner for that sort of, that level of intimacy that you want? Um, or are you going to need to, like, plant the seed, renegotiate it later, and say, like, it would be so... Um, I would, I would appreciate it so much if you could do a little bit of research, because I think you're getting the wrong idea about it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I've had that before where like, I'll kind of approach the subject of ABDL with a partner and they'll be like, whoa, that's weird and gross. And I'll be like, hang on, <laughs> hang on. Um, I feel like you saw this once on a cringe forum, and now you are thinking that I am also like that.
0: I may Let be cringe, me... but I am free. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to give you a couple of links. Um, it would mean so much to me if you could just look at it. Um, and then maybe we could discuss this again. After you've you've learned from these official, like descriptions of what I'm talking about Mm -hmm. um yeah so
0: yeah absolutely
1: uh, (laughs) and Skywalker says look at me no look at me I am the baby now (laughs) as an example of what not to do (laughs)
0: uh Um, speaking of Skywalker Ranch uh he came in with a really good question in live questions and feedback so when we are uh when we are satisfied with our answers for uh, Mag Pixie Panda here, do you want to address that?
1: Oh sure, yeah.
0: Yeah, thank you again for that question, uh, Mag Pixie Panda. That was re- really really good. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Skywalker Ranch in the live questions and feedback channel, which is another reason why you should tune into the live show. Speaking of wow, um, as in World of Warcraft. How do you suggest separating the art from the artist in terms of media? I know many people who are trans are still big Harry Potter fans, for example. How do? That's me and Gray, huge Harry Potter fans. And it is really difficult and heartbreaking to see JK being such a turf. And because Harry Potter, for a lot of specifically trans millennials, and also like a lot of people, but I've met a lot of other trans millennials who are in the same boat. It was a series that came into our lives when we were growing up where we felt like outcasts and we could really relate to Harry. And the difference was Harry was going through a lot of the same stuff we were going through, but he got to like escape and go away to a magical world and learn how to cast spells and like, learn how to overcome the problems. And in turn that helped us overcome our problems and gain like confidence and see like a nerd, a hero like us do incredible things. And that will never change. And the characters that did those things will never change, but what did change, or I guess the person who came out of the closet as a turf was JK. So how does one ethically interact with a franchise like me and World of Warcraft? Like Blizzard is a shit company and we've known this for years. How does one get their hit of like, wow, dopamine? How does someone inject dopamine from wow directly into their veins without giving money to Blizzard? In this instance, I'm going to refer back to the only ethical consumption under capitalism is none there is no ethical consumption under capitalism the only ethical consumption is when you're giving money to an independent person like fanny or Juicebox or their store sort of crinkles because they're incredible and not problematic and they're incredible people that do incredible things and but when it comes to I'm like it, it's true though i'm blushing thank you it's true Assorted Crinkles deserves your money a lot more than Activision Blizzard. And thankfully, all of Activision Blizzard's products can be pirated and enjoyed for free. Or most of them, because their primary bread and butter is games as a service live online stuff. Um, But like I said, I've been enjoying the game offline uh, to avoid giving them money and also to avoid playing with chuds. Because... The wow community is festering dog shit and like full of like racists and bigots and magas and like all sorts of stuff. Oh, my, I did not forget my Patreon. I just think that Sort of crinkles is a better use of money than my Patreon. But yeah, um, so I play their games for free basically. And how does one enjoy Harry Potter for free? pirate it (laughs) steal the movies and steal the books there you go it does get Mm -hmm. a bit more difficult when it comes to like official merch unofficial merch exists it gets a little complicated if you want to go to harry potter world in universal can't really do much in that regard to avoid it and also if you're going to universal in the first place that's still like That's still like a big evil corporation that you're already giving money to, or if you're planning on going, excuse me, if if you say okay, fuck Harry Potter World and going to Disney, that's arguably worse (laughs) because Disney is arguably even worse as a company, and it's like Sluggy says it best: stealing from a capitalist day, stealing from a capitalist is okay, and it's true, Um, especially for like the commies like me who listen to the show and everything, but it's, you can't really like download going to a theme park. So it's one of those things where you do have to make peace. Like, what am I willing to put up with and engage with? Because at the end of the day, if you don't do it, a thousand other people will be. And you really have to suss that out for yourself of like, what is within my own moral compass Me, personally, I don't feel like I'll be going back to Harry Potter World anytime soon. And that hurts to say, because I went there when it first opened and it was magical and wonderful and I loved it. And uh, Raspberry brings up a really good point about Jeff Bezos, about how you can try to avoid Amazon, but you cannot. Because everything either uses Amazon Web Services or is New World or uses Amazon Logistics. And it's one of those things where I think it's important to say that participation within capitalism does not make you complicit with it. It just means that you are bound within the capitalist system that no one can escape from. And it is bullshit. And, but that's a rant for another day. And I guarantee my one hate mail person is going to be emailing me like, "Uh, you talked about socialism too much this episode. And it's just like, fuck you. But when it comes to separating the art from the artist, the thing I always lean back on is the misfits. I love, love the misfits. They as people are horrible. (laughs) They are terrible. Glenn Danzig is a pedophile. Michael Graves is a white supremacist. Jerry Only is a copyright troll. They are all terrible people. And... I still really like their music and it's a matter of, I have not paid for their music literally since I was a teenager and I just listen to it all still. And (laughs) they're not getting a dime out of me when I'm listening to hybrid moments over and over and over and over again, because it's like their music has become bigger than themselves. Same thing with Harry Potter has become bigger than JK Rowling. So if you're able to read the books without giving her money, there you go. Nothing is more punk rock than piracy, says Ramona in the chat. Fuck yeah. Literally nothing is more punk rock. So that is my, that is my very long-winded vent. And I have feelings about art and artists and not supporting JK Rowling financially while still enjoying the work. And one can enjoy a work that has aspects in it that are problematic if we, as a culture, recognize that there are things in here that are problematic. Like how the goblins in Gringotts are extremely anti-Semitic and how there is racism baked into Harry Potter. Just like how there is racism baked into fucking Star Wars and World of Warcraft and fucking everything in Western society. It's It's like... One of those, it's one of those things that it's kind of like when you're on Disney Plus and you're watching a really old Disney short and it has like the, like we watched Aladdin the other day, which is one of my favorite Disney movies. It's also very problematic. And there, there was a big disclaimer before, before the movie started, that was like, this is, we're presenting this in its original context with full acknowledgement that times and our understandings as a culture have changed and, you know, that's sort of like, I feel like I've talked for a while. I'm going to pass the talking stick.
1: i am um, just been nodding along with everything that you're saying, because I'm like, yep, yep, that's a point that I would have made. Yep, that's another point that I would have made. So I think you've hit all the nails on the head with this one. Um, <laughs> the The ethical consumption is a difficult sort of like gray area it's always going to be a gray area so you kind of have to like weigh it against your own morals and values um before you consume that media and yeah absolutely pirating picking it up from a thrift store um having one copy that gets passed around your friend group of like a book that everyone wants to read sort of thing um those are all great ways to do it um absolutely steal it from walmart Fuck Walmart.
0: <laughs> fuck Walmart. <and laughs> that is fuck my stance Walmart on family. Walmart.
1: Fuck Walmart. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Like there are certainly pieces of art that are made by terrible people that, you know, they, that the, the art is separate from the creator um, because it, it doesn't display the same morals and values. Like, Someone who is super racist can write a fantastic piece of art about something completely different, like Dune. the love of a mother and child sort of a thing. And it it is its own thing. Um, I don't really have any like super close examples here. Dune. Um, yeah, that's. The, oh, my goodness. Yes, that's true. Who was it that wrote Dune? I'm thinking Elron Hubbard, but I'm probably wrong
0: uh asshole mcgee is his name oh uh, got
1: it yeah. yeah 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 and i'm thinking about l ron hubbard <laughs> and i'm like yeah he's also written some interesting things that um are cool to think about but i yeah, don't the, think the I best non author i've ever read <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, yeah, uh, that was something that we went through in a couple of like my university level English classes where it was just like, yeah, sure. These are these authors should not be respected, but Mm. the art can be.
0: That's one of the things that we talked about when I was in college. Um, When I was in the conservatory, um, because before I went to music production school, I was in music school. That was I had a lot of stints when I was in college. Um, but when I was in the conservatory, we were talking about like the subjectivity of art and like the epistemology of art, like capital Mm -hmm. A art, the concept of art, which is very much like art 101 sniffing your own farts, pretentious freshman bullshit. And we talked about how, um, the professor brought in one of Adolf Hitler's watercolors, and put it up on the board and they were like discuss this art and so the class went around like 30 minutes talking about like watercolor and everything and then at halfway through the class 30 minutes later was like okay surprise that's one of hitler's paintings and then everyone was like, oh it's bullshit it's terrible it sucks and then he said why did you say that when previously you really enjoyed the piece and it's one of those things where it's just like the art is so divorced from the creator. And also the creator is dead. So Mm -hmm. any way you interact with it is not supporting the creator, but that is a very, very blunt example that is used in like academic circles over and over and over and over again of just like, do you enjoy this painting? Ha ha. Fuck you. Surprise. It was made by this horrible person. And that's like a thing that's done over and over. And I have no doubt that in the future people will be doing that. Like, Hey, did you like that excerpt? Surprise. It was Harry Potter. It was a book written by this turf named JK Rowling. And there, maybe they'll be doing that in a thousand years. And it's so, it's so difficult. And it's a very, very like in-depth nuanced thing because it gets into like the very definition of what is art and that is already like a collegiate level subject and discussion that is outside the bounds of a sex podcast <laughs> and everything. So yeah, I'm going to talking stick again.
1: Okay. Uh, I think we've, we've been able to, uh, approach this from, um, a good amount of sides, you know, mm-hmm. certainly not every side because that's very difficult, but, um, I'm I'm a okay with where we're sitting with that answer
0: enjoy the art fuck the artists
1: yep no yep. don't fuck the artists they don't deserve that pleasure don't fuck the artists
0: enjoy the art fuck the art not the artist <laughs> <There we go>. <laughs> 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 all right next question this episode of dear jazzy is brought to you by camp buddy the steamy yaoi visual novel by blitz games Featuring over 75 hours worth of gameplay, multiple character routes, over 300 unique illustrations, an original soundtrack and voice acting, animated sex scenes, a journal writing minigame, a foreplay minigame, a secret room to find, and in-game patches and updates. <gasps> oh, my God. Go check this game out. It's available on Mac, PC, and Android at, at oddswithgod.com/campbuddy. slash uh, campbuddy.
1: All right. Uh, are you... Let's see. Okay, so we talked about the daddies and father's IRL, and now we're on to Ooh, this one's gonna be fun. Yes. Um it is from Raspberry. Um and it it has a command at the top to read it in an old English accent. Um so Dear Gothic Duchess of Starshine, Jazzy, and rancher of the free, Fawny. I don't know what accent this is, but we're gonna have fun with it. Tis of the most importance in these trying times. What's thee? Needeth diapers to consider thyself an adult baby, or lover of diapers? for I findeth it most difficult to findeth the time for exportation into mine littlest space with my mother, father, and kin around me. Dost thou have any ideas of ways to feel little without diapers to thine self? Dearest wishes, Raspberry of the
0: Amber Isle. That is such a I'm good so name. I'm so sorry. No, that was good! That was really good. Yeah. Uh, Skywalker so the Ren- question... Skywalker
1: Ren says, read One Piece and oh.
0: overthrow the government. Well... Oh. that's true but this Um, is really really good and i totally interrupted you and (laughs) you should go first
1: okay no i was i was gonna follow up by saying pronouns he him for this one and the cliff's notes is pretty much do you need diapers to consider yourself um an abdl um especially if you've got other people in your house around you that make it difficult to enjoy diapers
0: and the answer is no, obviously.
1: Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. You absolutely don't need diapers, they are not the end-all-be-all all for this. That is something that you can wait for whenever you've got your own space. Um, there are absolutely other ways to get into a little space on your own. My favorite way right now is watching Bluey.
0: Yes, that's a very, very good way to just kind of like curl up under the covers and turn on Bluey. Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. have your favorite stuffed animal have a nice comforting drink doesn't have to be in a bottle or a sippy cup it can just be something that you're like yep apple juice that's my little drink or hot chocolate or something like that and just watch cute cartoons
0: Mm-hmm. not being able to what about you jazzy oh absolutely um i was just thinking about like for years i was like considered like so well as we know at one point in my life as most people were like we liked this before we were 18 obviously i had no ability to interface with any objects in like pertaining to my emotional needs as a little and everything because i was a teenager obviously but that still didn't that still didn't stop me from like wanting them and loving them and everything. And just if, if you don't have access to the objects, you're still able to love them. Just like I am a diehard MCR fan. I have never seen them live. And that does not invalidate my diehard MCR-ness or I, I, it's hard to think of other examples because it's like equating one's adherence to a community or an adjective to describe themselves based on whether or not they have physical objects feels a little bit uh, to me because like (laughs) Skywalker says you could be a communist and still participate in capitalism. Absolutely. That was the point of last question. You can still be in APDL and not have access to the physical items or Find a little space or anything because it's it's not a hard and fast adjective and rule. It's a community. Saying that you are an APTL, it, it's a noun and not an adjective. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to uh, to your point, uh, Raspberry in the chat says, "I've had people say you don't wear. That's totally okay. Like you can still like enjoy." a padding link as an art form or as like a thing that exists and not do it yourself and everything. There are so many things that, I mean, I think the Jedi are cool and I am not a Jedi, nor can I become one. And you may think like, you know, March Simpson, I just think they're neat and everything. You can like enjoy things without entirely imbibing them in your personal life and experience. Uh, Talking stick.
1: Oh, uh, sorry. I was also answering a question on
0: the side about ethical
1: consumption. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> so,
1: uh, can you Cliff's Notes the last two minutes? Bondi, please.
0: You can be an ABDL and not uh, wear IRL. That is entirely oh, possible because it doesn't stop the yeah. fact that you do like them.
1: Yeah, no. And I've not like maybe um, maybe you are totally like, super into baby mode without the diapers or anything. And maybe you are closer to um, a middle. Mm-hmm. Which would be like, you still want those childish things, but you don't want to be considered a baby. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it all depends. Um, you don't need to fit into any sort of, I say this with air quotes, a box that the community seems to have set up for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anyone wants to gatekeep it and be like, I don't think you're a real ABDL if you don't like diapers, uh, kick him in the crotch.
0: Kick them square in the nuts. Just punch them.
1: Yeah. You don't want to know that person. They're a bully. Gatekeeper. Yeah. Yeah. Those
0: are my thoughts. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, fond- the answer is violence. The answer is violence. <laughs> we are approaching the one hour mark. And as I am yep. arcing out of my emotional slump, I'm trying to be cognizant of my spoons and my self-care and my abilities and everything. So what do you mm-hmm. say we do uh, this next question and then we can call it like a one hour, like kind of shorter show just to like be like cognizant of like emotional needs and everything. Does that work for you?
1: Yeah, yeah. Excellent. it's not. This won't be like a podcast. It'll just be like a little pod snack.
0: You pod know? snack. I've been thinking about like, should we do shorter episodes, but maybe we, uh, let's put up the one hour episode, see how people like it. Uh, thank yeah. you for being, I've done only... one hour episodes before. It's all good. It's all good. Thank you for not only being the best co-host ever, but also like one of the best friends ever mm-hmm. and being like so understanding. Oh, that means a yeah. lot. Yeah. That well, really does. Now mean my all... cheeks are all warm. I know. Cause you're mm. precious. Ah! <laughs> 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 okay. So the last one for today is from Kat. Pronouns she, her. Dear Jazzy and Fanny, hmm. I need your help settling a debate I've been a part of. What's the difference between a baby fur and a little who just happens to have a fursona? Is there much difference? I'm new to all this, so feel free to be as in-depth or as blunt as you want. Cat. The only difference between a baby fur and a little that happens to have a fursona is... If that person self declares as a baby fur, that's literally it because there are people who have furry characters, but do not consider themselves furries like gray. He has a fursona. He is not a furry. He has a fursona explicitly for the purpose of being drawn into art pieces that I am also in and he wants to be in as well. So he has a fursona is not a furry. If a little has a fursona they are not a furry until they self-declare as such talking stick uh
1: it's very much a question for you because uh i'm not into the nuances of the baby fur and fursona littles community um i also have a fursona that i've been playing with like trying to tie down the design of it but i am not a furry Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah I think it's, yes, yeah, it's, it's just all in the the person and terminology. That's it.
0: Yeah. I was a furry for, I, I mean, I've been a furry for 12 years. And for the first few years, I didn't have a solid design nailed down. The first design I ever came up with was a blue husky. And I always came back to blue husky. And the first sketch, mm-hmm. uh, the first ever incarnation of Jazzy, I actually still have the sketch. I'll need to dig it up and like post it on Twitter um was drawn in 2009 and has not changed very much since then and other people just like are not furries they just don't vibe with the community or whatever and that's okay also raspberry in the chat says you live up to your name of being a ball of starshine and i am blushing really bad about that <laughs> oh i'm blushing really Cute. Bad. yeah that's why i got um i did forget a community announcement at the beginning of the episode um brya requested that i paint up some of those dark elves so we're going to have uh warhammer streams uh soon ish so that's exciting
1: yeah yeah whenever i saw that i was just like astounded i was like damn brya yeah back at it again with the generosity
0: back at it oh fucking again i was just like (sighs) i was unable to i was able to treat my partner to bubble tea the next morning and (gasps) it is so rare that i get to treat him to something and that made me feel so wonderful and i felt like A partner who could actually provide something so again brya thank you so much for that Mm. and also thank you so much for giving into the community to enable yet another giveaway so thank you so fucking much
1: yeah 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 brya is a best friend of the dear jazzy podcast
0: it's true i manually (laughs) upped their patron tier because it's just like uh you've reached that threshold
1: <laughs> yes
0: yes funny that is all i've got how could people give you juice box money
1: oh uh yeah they can visit our etsy shop it's called assorted crinkles so you can go etsy.com slash assorted crinkles to find us um i also have my own twitter and patreon uh just under the name fanny abdl f-a-w-n-y abdl and then um Jazzy, have you spoken about the, uh, the merch that you've got on your spread shirt?
0: I have not talked about the merch that we have on our spread shirt, comrade.
1: That's like, it's, it's a collective of artists that are featured on your spread shirt, which is super cool. I've got mm. a couple pieces up there. There's a little can of Jazzy's toe beans up there that I just think is the cutest. Mm. And I have a shirt that I wear to work with the toe beans on it. People think it's adorable. Uh,
0: oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I've been wearing then, my shirts from the store, like, almost exclusively because they're so comfy.
1: Yeah, honestly, fantastic selection of stuff that you've got up there. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: my father drinks his morning coffee out of his Toby mugs every single day.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, whenever you told me that, I was like, I am both horrified and honored.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no my parents are cool
1: <laughs>
0: yeah uh they told me to tell the podcast audience hi by the way so hello to everyone oh. from my parents
1: hello to jazzy's parents Aww.
0: i do eventually want to have my mom back on the show because she was so much fun to have that one time
1: mm-hmm. yeah Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, uh, but yeah, you... Round out that question and tell people how they can support myself and Juicebox. We have a slowly but surely growing Etsy store. Uh, currently, we've got two lanyard designs and two pin designs available. Uh, both of them are super cute. The whole um, mo, like the whole modus operandi of our store is to create really cute littley products that won't get you clocked in public for being a little. So, mm-hmm. I hope you like them.
0: You also have a Patreon. I do.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was mentioning that earlier, too, where people can give me their pocket change and the the coins that they find under their couch cushions to help me create more cute art. Indeed. Mm -hmm. And Jazzy, what's your network?
0: Well, (laughs) I'm glad you asked. Uh, (laughs) My Patreon is patreon.com slash Jasmine Starshine, where you can get access to our VIP Discord channels, where you can see naked media of yours truly. And I have a great deal of fun making stuff for those. I make very spur of the moment stuff most of the time just to keep the authenticity real. But I also like to do planned stuff as we talked about in the beginning of the show. Um, other than that, uh, my Twitter is at Lil jazzy baby. And that is like my primary social media and the best way to get in contact with me or Fonny. If you want to get into our server, um, you can also email Show at gmail.com But time for the part That everyone loves <gasps> Dear Jazzy is an AtOddsWithGod.com production Please visit us online at, at oddswithgod.com where you can find my links funny links, the store links, the community fundraiser And everything related to this show And soon to be other shows Funny, Anything else? Oh no, not Camp Buddy Because we edit that in in post
1: <laughs> Okay Cool. Cool. I always worry. That's it for me. I hope everyone has a really great day. I'm about to go vote in the municipal election and do my civic
0: duty. Awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everyone, have a great day. Have a great dinner because it's 5 p.m. EST. So everyone, have a wonderful day. We will see you next time.
1: See you. Bye. Be safe, sane, and consensual. Bye. Bye. You can get microphone moving noises in the file. Oh no, it's okay. Sorry.